What is happening, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Dan Cable Presents podcast. Thank you for tuning in to the program once again. If this is your first time listening, thanks for checking out the show. You can find fresh episodes coming at you every Friday. And if you want to help support the podcast in a free way, you can do so by clicking subscribe on iTunes, clicking write a review, give the podcast five stars if you feel like it is deserving of so, and that will help propel the podcast into the tops of the iTunes charts, making it more visible for strangers to find and giving it more national and international exposure and uh, just getting more ears on this thing for the artists that come on the show. Just a great way to contribute to the sustainability and the growth of the show. So if you have a few minutes, please take the time to do so. Appreciate the hell out of all the folks that have already taken that time. And uh, you can also check out the Dan Cable Presents YouTube channel which features a bunch of in-studio performances, live show performances, and uh, click subscribe there, and you will find out when fresh videos are hitting the feed. DanCablePresents.com is the central location for everything where you will find the new episode every Friday when it is uploaded there. But if you just click subscribe wherever you're listening to, then uh, you don't have to go hunting it down, and it will... Uh, it will appear in that feed for you as soon as it's available. So click subscribe wherever you're listening to. And uh, hit me at, at Dan Cable Presents on Instagram. That is where I'm most active on social media, trying to share up uh, future guest shows that are going on in the uh, Portland area and uh, just some music that I'm listening to. Some hockey stuff might pop in there, you know, just the little life of a... Uh, beer league hockey player and uh speaking of hockey players you got uh one of my my portland pine cones teammates on the podcast this week episode 198 features uh alexander mckenzie who's been on the show many times before and uh a new guest to the show causes who is a uh, great producer out of the los angeles area so it was uh, super fun to have Alex back on the podcast. I always have a good time chatting with this dude, and he is also uh, a really good friend of mine in the uh, the Portland area and uh, someone that I've gotten to know uh, quite well over the last uh, last few years. And, um, yeah, and it just seems like we continue to spend more and t- more time with one another, bouncing ideas off of each other and uh, – Last year, we were each other's uh, sad boy Valentine's Day. We went to sushi, and um, I had to uh, I had to break Alex's heart this year when he asked me what I was doing on Valentine's Day for 2020, and uh, I said I cannot I cannot be your sad boy sushi date for this year's Valentine's Day as much as I would love to, because I'm going to Denver for the. Uh, for the outdoor stadium series hockey game between the Colorado Avalanche and the LA Kings having a little uh, reunion trip with the boys 
It's going to be a good one. I'm really stoked about that. But, uh, yeah, sorry, Alex. I'm sorry I won't be around for uh, for that evening. But uh, really stoked for this episode. Stoked to get into this thing. Uh, really, in, really enjoyed this chat. I thought this was maybe one of uh, the best chats that uh, I've had with Alex on the podcast and uh, just really breaking down some of the uh, emotions that uh, went into creating this record as well as... Uh, you know, just some some things that he is trying to avoid as an artist himself, and uh, acknowledging those things. And uh, I thought it was very cool, and it was it was cool to get to to know causes. I've been listening to this music uh, that they're putting out here this this week. It's out now. If you're listening to this on release day, hindsight, they're the new project from Alexander McKenzie and Causes is. Uh, is quite available. We're going to feature a few tracks off of this, but I have uh, I've been listening to this uh, for a while now. I've uh, kind of gotten to see this this project evolve from uh, nearly the start and uh, see it go through the mixing phases and whatnot. So that's been uh, it's very cool to get some insight. But I've been listening to causes beats and and uh these productions that he put together for so long and i finally got to meet the dude and he is uh just a really really fucking nice dude so it was nice to uh get to hang with him and get his perspective on the record and as well as uh just getting to know where he comes from and his love of music and whatnot so that was dope and really looking forward to this release show, which is tonight. If you are listening to this on release day and you're uh, getting to this thing in time, Mississippi Pizza, the Atlantis Lounge, the release show is going down tonight, January 24th. And uh, a killer bill with stress. And Neil Von Talley, who gets mentioned in this episode, he is the one who mixed down this record. He's doing a, uh, a beat set. And that is going to be really, really great. And uh, Sacred G's also on the lineup. Mississippi Pizza is a really dope spot. They have uh, great pizza, some of my favorite pizza in town. And also, uh, they've been big supporters of the Dan Cable Presents podcast over the years. So I really appreciate Dan over there. And uh, they book all kinds of music there. So if you're a local artist looking for a, uh, a place to do a show, I highly recommend reaching out to dan as far as uh calendar dates i'm gonna be back at church in february february 19th also i do want to say that um i really um really messed up the date when i was talking about uh january's church dj gig when i dropped it in last week's episode i said it was like the 29th which is not true it was uh it was definitely the 22nd which was a couple nights ago I was there. I just, uh, I informed you of the wrong night. So my apologies on that. Don't go to church on uh, January 29th looking for me. I mean, I would encourage you to go there. It's, it's, a, it's a really dope bar. I like it there a lot. And uh, yeah, good people over there. But I will be back there on February 19th spinning the jams. So stoked that they are continuing to let me do the thing at church regularly. I, um, like I said, I dig that spot. So come out, come hang out February 19th. I will be there and, um, we're going to get into this episode and I'll put all the links in the episode notes. So you can follow along with these dudes. If you dig what you hear and, uh, we're doing it. Episode 198. 
is coming at you with Causes and Alexander McKenzie. Their new project is called Hindsight. And uh, we're going to kick it off with my favorite track off the record, one that gets addressed in the episode. This one's called Hope Over Fear. Let's do the damn thing. Oh, so clear. I'm choosing hope over fear. I pack a bag and just leave. Love isn't keeping me here. Gone, away, ignoring the reasons to stay. All of the years of our lives, just a collection of days. You don't know what kind of lengths I would go. All of the time I would take. All of the ways we could grow So afraid of the day that I might go away That you're pushing me right out the door So you're more than okay to be stuck in your ways I don't wanna be stuck anymore I love you bad, I love you deep I swear that that shit ain't never gonna change I made a place for you here in my life and my heart And I swear that there's plenty of space Late in the night when I'm high and I hit the FaceTime And you say that there's nothing to say I hear the sound of his text on the incoming line And I'm feeling you drifting away Like, damn, girl, he hurt you bad Why not leave that in the past? Swore Myself and my mama the day that I met you That this time was gonna be the last I've been fucked up and so turned around Won't allow myself to stay here I'm choosing hope over fear And I'm closing the doors that I know ain't gonna lead anywhere Like, oh, so clear I'm choosing hope over fear I pack a bag and just leave Love isn't keeping me here Gone, away Ignoring the reasons to stay All of the years of our lives Just a collection of days You don't know what kind of lengths I would go All of the time I would take All of the ways we could grow So afraid of the day that I might go away That you're pushing me right out the door So you're more than okay to be stuck in your ways I don't wanna be stuck anymore I need me back, back to the way that I was Back to me loving myself Back to increasing the tempo on mental, emotional, spiritual, physical health Then when you ask if I'm getting the care and the love that I need and deserve and desire You were the reason that I was sleeping and you were the spark that created a fire We had a vibe, that was a moment in time, always gonna hold in my mind You were the love that I needed when I was defeated and love wasn't easy to find I made you mine, cutting the ties that we had was never a part of design Part of me wishes that we could go back to that place but then life doesn't work and rewind I need me back, back to myself Back to the goals and the plans that I had Back to me seeing the good in my being And back to me loving the person I am I'm choosing hope, I'm not afraid I know there's better things turning the page My heart is full of this love that I'm choosing to make And it's never gonna run out of space I give my all, I don't look back I don't be living my life with regrets I keep the past in the past and I'll leave it at that But I ain't never gonna forget I wish you well, I hope you're good I hope that you're out here loving yourself I hope you've been taking care and you've been more aware And you're working and proving as well like, I'm not afraid anymore. You hear me? I'm not afraid anymore. I said, I'm not afraid anymore. I'm not afraid anymore. So clear, I'm choosing hope over fear. I pack a bag and just leave. Love isn't keeping me here. Gone, away, ignoring the reasons to stay. All of the years of our lives, just a collection of days. You don't know what kind of lengths I would go. All of the time I would take. All of the ways we could grow. So afraid of the day that I might go away, that you're pushing me right out the door. 
So you're more than okay to be stuck in your ways. I don't want to be stuck anymore. All right. Alexander McKenzie, Causes, podcast. Boom. We're in it. <laughs> Here we are. We're doing the thing. Uh, veteran of the podcast, five-time champion. Alexander McKenzie makes his return as under this new moniker. Um, welcome back. Thank you. Welcome back, the artist formerly known as Dusty Fox. <laughs> and uh, uh, it's there's no formerly known as. There's no. Uh, it's just it's whatever. Well, I mean, I can just it's it's just another it's just a, one of many other hats. And I wear a lot of hats. You wear a lot of hats. The point is, you've been on this podcast before. That's all I was trying to say. And uh, you're definitely, you know, 200 episodes deep or so. Damn, that's amazing. Um, Congratulations. Almost there. Almost there. That's That's really awesome, dude. Thank you. I appreciate it. When did the the Monsanto sponsorships uh, (laughs) arrive? I I hope very soon. That's what I'm I'm really really hoping very soon. But um, you are... uh, Definitely like one of my my favorite people to uh, make appearances on this podcast, and definitely I'm so, like someone that I'm super super grateful that I've uh, built a, a friendship and uh, with through this podcast because this is how we met. Was doing this shit when you first came through with the two planets. That was like episode thirteen or something, yeah. way deep back there. People can find those videos on the YouTube channel. I really like those videos still actually, and. Uh, Everybody knows that I, I've got a lot of love for the Two Planets crew, so I'm always I'm always trying to <laughs> encourage the uh, the reboot of that. And uh, I don't know. I heard I heard that's in the mix a little bit, maybe here and there, here and there. That's a, I, I heard it might be too. Um, thank you though. It's nice to it's nice to be back, and uh, you know we got a lot of love for you too. So, and we got causes joining us. We have a, yeah, exactly for we the first a, time. I'm glad that people can't see me because I'm crying. That was that was beautiful. <laughs> The producer, genius behind the the new hindsight project that you all are about to drop. Um, yeah, causes. How long you have you been producing tracks? Um, <clears throat> producing like what? 2013, 2012. I don't know. Like literally right before I met you. Uh, really? So like, yeah, probably like 2012. I would say, and then. Um, I've been playing music since I was a kid. Since like I was like twelve years old. Yeah, how so. how uh how did you kind of get exposed early on? Um, I just really fell in love with all this sad, depressed music that made me feel better about being sad and depressed. So I wanted to play it, and I picked up a guitar. <laughs> and that was that was it. Did you uh did you take to the guitar pretty quickly when you picked it up? Yeah, actually, I was up late nights like listening to like the red hot chili peppers and shit trying to like replicate like the same exact note that they would hit like on like californication like that was yeah. like one of the first albums that i actually bought like and like was like addicted to for sure uh, so yeah californication born and raised in in la yeah where yeah, whereabouts um <clears throat> i was born in east la but uh i was raised in like northeast la which is like highland park okay. california which is a very up and coming neighborhood right now. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'm pretty familiar with that area. I grew up um, in Southern California. Oh, like weird. Riverside. Nice. Corona, to be specific. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you're familiar with. 
I that am, area, but I am very, yeah, very familiar. I was born in Panorama City, though, so I can kind of oh, claim you're LA. Like complete you know? opposite. <laughs> You've been all over the place. Uh, yeah, a little bit. Not, I mean, not all over the place. I spent most of my time in in SoCal until I don't know seven years ago. I moved up to Portland. Sick. Yeah. Why'd you move up to Portland? Um, you know, just really needed a. I needed a life shift. You know, I, I kind of had this. Uh, I, I definitely always had this desire to move outside of California and, and kind of explore that. And I had family in the Northwest. Okay. And uh, it just it just happened to be the time in my life where I had this opportunity to to make a move, you know. And I, I felt like I just really needed to to shake shit up, like some things that been shaken up in my my personal life. You know, mm. I, was, I was with this girl for a long time. We broke up. And as soon as it happened, I was just like, all right, I I'm think out. I'm like, I think I'm ready to, you know, for a fresh start and yeah. to go like really explore this thing, this yeah. cure, cure this curiosity of kind of wanting to live in another place and, and see what was going on. And here That's I am dope. seven years later, you know, just That's hanging dope. out up here. And um, but I definitely didn't. I feel like a lot of the people I I, uh, I meet up here that are from la area mm. kind of move up here as as haters of the area like really kind of fucking done with it and like fuck la and like oh, whatever yeah. and and i've never uh i've never kind of had that ill will not that i grew up in la yeah yeah, yeah. but i used to go there a lot yeah you know, of course play music or um like i love the comedy store it's one of my favorite places oh, yeah, in the yeah, world yeah, yeah. so i still go back to the comedy store like almost every single time i go home to visit that's sick i've never been there but i know exactly where it's at it's yeah it's the place it is the spot but um yeah definitely didn't move up here as like some sort of california hater or, like la hater you know no, like i, I saw you. like I mean, a big appreciation for it and every time i go back it it uh i dig it still you know? yeah i mean it's a beautiful place bro and I, I don't understand how people can hate it you can get tired of it, you know, just like anything else. But <clears throat> I, f I feel like you can't really hate it. Like, I mean, maybe people hate certain things about, you know, or like they don't want to be around certain people or around certain places or whatever. And I feel like they just get mixed up. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And and I think also it depends on where you come from to visit that place too. Like people yeah, that go it, to LA that are also just like, oh, I don't like it here. Everybody so, has a different perspective on it. Definitely. Yeah. 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 yeah, I mean it's a incredible. It's like an incredibly dense population too. So you're just like bound to it's have crowded. to deal with more shittiness yeah. to some degree. You know, of there's gonna be more of those shitty people, and there definitely is a lot of those people out there that are, you know, trying to chase down their dream and want to like become L.A. famous and whatnot. We so were just talking about this the other day. How like it's like hard to like. I don't know. I don't know why people think it's easier if you move to L.A. that you're gonna make it or something. You know, it's like. It's such so many people trying to do the same thing. It's so competitive. It's like, you know, I don't know. It's I, I feel like you have a better chance outside of L.A. to get, you know, noticed. Yeah, I think, I mean, there's definitely the idea of if you're playing in L.A. every night, playing music or something, that maybe it's, it's more... Um, more probable that maybe one of those industry folks just happens to be... In one of those places, yeah, and maybe you get lucky in that yeah. way, you know. And obviously, like you're closer to the industry, so maybe you can get some work done in that way. But I do also feel like 
making kind of some headway in a in a different city or a smaller place yeah, where there definitely. isn't so many people trying to do that is is maybe uh plus we live in the age of the internet you know it's like Dude, you can make it from anywhere. Like, there's rappers coming out of small ass towns. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's and the internet is the reason that your relationship with Alex exists. Most correct? definitely. 100%. Like, you guys, you guys met over SoundCloud. Shout out to to, to Caleb. 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 Uh, yeah, yeah, talk to me about that. So, um, my really good friend, who was also my roommate at the time, um, his name's Caleb. Uh, and I were living in a house with a few other friends, and one day he, he just was like, yo, check out this dude on, on SoundCloud. Like, he makes really dope beats. And I listened to him, and I was like, oh, that's cool. Like, nice. Uh, you know, how many followers does he have or whatever? And it, it was low enough that I, like, didn't mind sending him a message. Like, I thought, like, I might, I might have a chance, you know? But, so. but Caleb just thought maybe you would enjoy what causes was um, I have, Yeah, I have no idea point. how, like, he even stumbled upon uh, causes. Me neither, dude. I was just starting off making beats. So yeah. you do you did you even know this dude? This dude Caleb? No, no he just this is just like a random. <laughs> yeah, he was just a random yeah. person and started leaving comments on my on my like tracks. That, but that's <laughs> that's that shit, dude. That's the, that's like he was right. That's what you're talking about. Like, you hey, don't, I mean, you know, I, I I always remember one comment that he left. It was uh, yo, I'm t- your shit is so good or something like that. I'm telling everyone I know about you, and I was like, yo, that's cool. You know, like I had never had anybody say some shit like that to me ever. Like, and then what's what's crazy is I, when I started making beats, like I kind of like dropped off the face of the earth kind of deal. Like, I I started doing just anonymously. Like, I didn't tell any of my friends or any of my family, like anything like that. I just started putting shit up, just locked up in the yeah in the, in the space and making shit. Yeah, and and like it was a trip to have somebody you know like be so excited about stuff but yeah i mean it was awesome like look what look where we're at yeah um what did you what did you send to causes initially like when you Mm. hit them up did you just send them other stuff that you had done i don't know around like that was probably 2012 i just had like a couple random tracks that i recorded uh with some friends, like um, my homie Leaf at his house, like we recorded some random tracks and shit. One was over a Dilla beat. I I had some stuff recorded at that point, like I like I I started recording in like 2010, but I was I was honestly garbage, man. Like I don't know where those tracks are. I hope I hope they never see the light of day. The ones before this, the ones with Leaf were cool. He was he was like. He's my friend, and he's like a really good, um, like producer and and great at mixing and stuff as well. So actually, Causes and I put out a EP together, and Leaf mixed that. But I think the stuff, oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, the stuff I originally sent um, was just some random, random stuff I had laying around. I don't know, nothing that I can even really remember at this point. Yeah, were you uh, Causes? Were you? Were you sending yourself to this stuff or working with any other like artists at that time? Um, no, actually. I hadn't worked with anybody yet. Yeah. Yeah, not at all. Like was it cool then to to get to hear someone over some of the beats that you produced then? One hundred percent. I was so excited. Like I remember like 
my girlfriend, like, I was like, yo, like, listen to this. Like, she came over and we, like, smoked. And she was like, whoa, this is so cool. Like, you know, it was a trip to have somebody rapping over something that you made in your room and shit. Like, it was, I don't know, it was, it was unreal almost. And it felt like, <clears throat> I don't know, it felt like, like you got your first big break, you know? Like, you were like, oh, uh-huh. shit. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> well, also, I don't know, you got... You got Alex rapping on it, so who I'm obviously like a fan of, and it's not some just like ridiculously unskilled person doing. Yeah, it, he was it. That was the first thing I said. I was like, he's not garbage. I was like, he's really <laughs> great. I was like, he's, it's not bad. Like, <laughs> it's funny because when I listen back to that now, like, <clears throat> I, like the stuff that we made or whatever um, on Saturn days, like, I don't see it as garbage, but it just sounds very. Like, for my 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 analysis of my own performances, like it's it's very like rough. Oh, one hundred percent, it's rough. Yeah, it's like 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 the ideas are good, but the execution isn't quite that good. Like vocally speaking, I mean, what that's five years ago then or so? Did you say two thousand thirteen? You guys did this. We dropped it in two thousand seven. That's like. So seven maybe seven years ago. Yeah. Seven years. Did you guys kind of keep up with one another then throughout all that time? Yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The entire time. Yep. Like we've actually, like I'm, I would say, we have a pretty, pretty good relationship. You know, like mm-hmm. we we talk all the time and stuff. I've been here before. He's gone down to LA and we've hung out plenty of times. Yep. So yeah, it's 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 been cool. Yeah. So you guys had met in person then before Alex came down to do the hindsight recordings? Yeah, we yeah. had. But we so we so we met on SoundCloud and then we like put out an album together still without like meeting each other. Um in two thousand didn't that come out in two thousand thirteen? That project? Yeah. yeah, May of two thousand thirteen. And then um No wasn't it 2014? Okay, yeah. Because I put out the my instrumental EP in, in December of 2013. Okay, so 2014, we put the project out. And then we didn't meet until like 2016, I want to say, like in person. Yeah, that's when we came up here. Causes and Gloria came out here. <clears throat> and like, it was crazy. Gloria was pregnant at the time. Yeah, she was like... She was a far, pretty far along. <laughs> yeah. Super pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, that's a trip. That was, that was a trip. And then I was driving to the airport. And <laughs> <laughs> we had gone up to um, to the Pit Hawk Mansion. And uh, I was driving the old tour, Two Planets uh, tour, tour van, <laughs> Bernadette. <laughs> Bernadette. And she, yeah, she straight up like caught on fire. Like, so we I, we were driving out to the airport and I was like this is weird like it feels like the brakes are locked or, or something I was like I didn't know what was going on if it was like I couldn't tell exactly what was going on but we got to in front of the airport and like all the smoke was billowing out of <laughs> the van like just clouds of smoke like pouring out and I was like I had to kind of like rush them out of there I was like like, like yo like I got their luggage on <laughs> and I kind of like dipped out really quick because I didn't want them to think I was like. <laughs> Yeah, trying we, to blow up the airport or something. <laughs> we felt so bad, bro. Like he drove away and there was like just smoke coming out of the <laughs> Yeah, like and, a Cheech and Chong movie. And shit. No, it was like it was it was it was horrendous amounts of smoke, dude. Like well, that was Vietnamese New Year's. Yeah, it was. It was it was Vietnamese it was. New Year's. Yeah, it was. <laughs> Wasn't it Year of the Monkey? Oh god, 
Yeah. Gas monkey. There you go. Alex, was that your first time having that experience of working with like a someone that you'd never met in person as far as sending music back and forth and putting out this project together? Or is that something you um, had done before with other producers? No. Yeah, that was my first time. Yeah. And I really like kind of my only time since, I would say. Damn. Yeah. He's loyal to you, causes. <laughs> he is. I mean, and I'm loyal to Gaspar, who lives in Portland. <coughs> yeah, shout out Gaspar, man. <laughs> and like Corgi and Bass. No, are, I just made, you know, made as far as your, uh, you know, you're out of town. You're he's, out of he's town, my, dude. He's my, he's my long distance uh, producer friend slash collaborator. Yeah. yeah. You know, some, some call it a, some call it a, a twin flame. <laughs> <laughs> Um, causes were you stoked to uh, get the opportunity to to work on this project now that it had been many years and since you were still pretty fresh at at doing the producing at the time that you met Alex the first time did you feel a little more confident in this project that you guys are putting out now Um, yeah 100% like it's it's so much um, I think put together well compared to like the other project that we did and it, it came about so organically and I think that's why it's, it was such a long time in between too because like I never stopped sending him beats you know and like he would write to a lot of stuff he would send it back and like it felt right at the moment and then a few months later it wouldn't feel right anymore so like we just kept going back and forth until it kind of just really felt right I guess you know and it just like our our paths just kind of coincided and yeah we were able to make this little project but it wasn't like really planned out too well like we didn't like say we're gonna do this we kept saying like we're gonna put something out but like yeah it, I, I feel like it can't kind of came about um just real organically for sure as compared to the other compared to the last project um like as far as production was i didn't have that many beats so, like, I kind of just sent him what I had, you know, as opposed to, like, having a selection of, like, well, I'm going to send my top whatever, you know. So, <clears throat> as far as production, like, yeah, this this one feels a lot better to me because I had more more options and more things to send and uh, he had more to choose from. So, it kind of, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. Alex, were you pretty inspired right off the get-go with the, like, with this particular batch of tunes that causes was sending you. Um, I mean, I always love his beats. Like, basically, whenever he sends me something, like I can write to it. But, I mean, and this kind of gets into like what the whole vibe of the project is. Um, it wasn't really like the I, I, the instrumentals were inspiring me, but I wasn't really. It was more the situation that that. I was going through that kind of forced me to write to deal with emotions and stuff like that. Yeah. So, but do you feel like the that what he was sending you was capturing the right tone for what you wanted to deliver lyrically? I feel like he all it causes beats are like a lot of times like the like the reason I love them so much is they're like really moody and melodic, but also like like very much based on like hip hop and like 808s and 
like a lot of use of snare and stuff like that. Like you can do so. They're really versatile. They're but they're not. Um, they're not like too like. They're not like intensely complicated. So they're you can approach them like from a lot of different angles. I think like their beauty is in their simplicity. I guess, but they're not they're not simple though. I don't want so I don't want to call them simple either. But they're like There's a lot of room. Like there's a lot of pockets. Yeah. Like, I kinda yeah. Just, exactly. I don't I don't really overproduce too much. And like I don't know, I guess, you know, like that leaves a lot of room to do a lot. You like to leave a lot of space for Yeah. Um recently it's more just of a time thing. Like I don't get too much time to work on music as I used to. So like a lot of the times I'm kinda just calling them, you know, done. A little prematurely and but it works out a lot because um i feel like the artists can do a lot more yeah a lot of the times I would sometimes have, more less is more yeah i would imagine that allows you to kind of stay out of your own way and not keep going back to a project and just like oh no i'm still hearing something else or yeah. something like when you don't have the time to do so yeah yeah it was definitely like a learning process for me because i would dwell on beats for a long time like i would just let them sit you know and like there's uh, voices on voices in my head. Yeah, we're gonna play that one. That one sat in my drive for like two years. Oh, yeah. Like I just didn't like. I just kept going back to it, and like I overthought it too, so many times, and then finally I just kind of went back to how it really originally was. Kind of <laughs> tore it, it like down, and yeah. from, from what you had evolved it into. Yeah. Um. Alex mentioned that he likes he likes your beats because. They often have like a moody vibe to to them. Do you think that kind of goes back to your initial reason for picking up music in the first place? It's just like you dig these emotionally driven songs and kind of wanted to replicate that in some way, or yeah, I just um, <clears throat> I've always felt like music is is um, like just all about emotion. You know, like if you can kind of spark an emotion in somebody or make somebody feel a certain way, just like with those first couple notes or like. You know, or your sample or whatever you're using, like I think that's where it really like where it's really at. Like, you know, if you, I don't know, I've heard, I've heard people make music that sounds very amateur, but it's so moody that it sounds so good. You know, like, so I don't know, emotion is is where it's at. If you can't really build an emotion, you're just making noise. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Um, yeah, I've had the opportunity to listen to Alex rap in just over a lot of different stuff and one of the things we talked about in last week's episode on the core game base episode or something i brought up was just that it seems like everybody brings something different out in you alex like as far as working with different producers and your style and whatnot and uh i know that you wanted to kind of switch things up with this project and maybe bring something different than you had before but um i like thoroughly enjoy what causes beats bring out of you as as a an MC and just uh your attack on this stuff just seems a little bit different thank you yeah <clears throat> um I, I love rapping on causes beats I felt like it's I feel like it's all, kind of always been that way like he's always sort of brought out this side of me like um I had this track with um Coco Columbia on the hook that causes produce I think it was like 
yeah, it was on that. It was it's like twenty fourteen or twenty fifteen, whenever we dropped mm -hmm. that. But all the King's Men, and that was like honestly my favorite track. Still to this day, it's like one of my favorite tracks that I've ever done, and that was like the track that like I think people like fucked with the most, and it was cool. It was like I caught a glimpse of like even though I wasn't. Um, <laughs> Shout out to Merck. Shout out to B-Boy Merck, former guest of the program, no, just making a good, ruckus in here and shit. You're the best, Merck. Uh, no, but uh, shit, what was I saying? So even though, oh, yeah, so that track was like super dope and people fucked with it. And it was sort of like a glimpse at uh, like my future ability to like rap on Cause's beats and make it sound cool, you know? Like it was like the idea came to, the the idea actually came together on that one, and it like sounded like how I wanted it to sound like to a T. Uh, Coco like killed it on the hook and shit like, um, and the video was sick too. Yeah, the video was dope. Like, so now so so now I'm like, this is a long winded way of saying this, but like now I feel like like we're making those quality of songs, but just for like the whole EP now, you not just I mean? one song. Yeah, like that yeah. that EP was like ambitious, but it had like one had really had one song that was probably like worth truly worth releasing. Like the other the ideas on the other one other ones were good, but like I said it was just but that's like the learning process that you're going that we were going through, you know what I mean? Like Yeah, that that album didn't really have a direction. Like it did have a direction, but like like I don't know the mu like the music kind of like the, the beats were so different. Mhm. Mm you know, there was like all sorts of type of beats on there, so it just didn't really carry a vibe throughout the whole thing. It's even though, even though he did a good job at put it, piecing everything together, and like he even had like, uh, like inserts or, or excerpts. What, what did you do in like, between? Like uh, there were just little, little interludes and shit, narrations yeah. and whatnot. Yeah, but you know, it's it was good. It was it's good to be creative in that regard and like try to push yourself probably even when you're not ready to. Like I still. I think I'll always, in a way, like there's always going to be a part of me that releases music and is just like doubtful as to whether or not I should even be releasing it. Like that's kind of how I feel with this late latest batch of songs. Like it's just there's almost like a need to release it to like let go of it in a way. I feel like because there's songs that I haven't released that just like they're they always are kind of like nagging me like i'm like oh should i go back and fuck with this or whatever they linger they do when, if i could when they don't get released i feel like <laughs> for do. sure dude i mean they do i've got yeah i've got a fucking the ghosts they're ghosts tons of songs you. that yeah that like i think about often it's just like yo i really just need to like put all this out just so i can move forward in some way from them the best songs never get sung would you say i don't know like you 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 say that you're you know a little insecure about releasing the stuff, yeah. I a lot of the times. Yeah, I guess so. I am. Yeah, in some way. But I mean, I'm secure in other ways. Like there's times there's times I listen to it. and I'm like, oh yeah, this shit's a banger. Like I, I I can't wait to put it out. And then like two days later, I'll listen to it again in a different mind frame, and I'll be like, is this just trash? Like <laughs> am I am I am I delusional? Like what's going on here? I mean, I definitely picked up from this whole project that you were just like super stoked about it. I remember coming over here for the first time and you showed me hope over fear. It was mm -hmm. the first track you showed me Damn. and just being like real excited about it. And like, yo, like 
get ready for this shit that causes and I are about to drop because this is going to be like something different. And uh, you seemed like very confident in that. And like, I know that there's a lot of emotional shit that goes into this record and, and it's definitely like probably the most vulnerable record that you've made lyrically. Um, is that is that that's fair to say? Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Uh, I mean, not not that you have not bared your emotions before on <laughs> no, I mean. on other tracks. You know, you're you're a, a fan of the sad boy. I think. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's part of you. That's part of your, part of your shit. But I also yeah, think I, that I you're so. you are known for like this to be this like very bar for bar spitter too. Like if like Hopefully. when you when you need to be too in the, in yeah. that world Bars. and. Uh, yes, bars. He has bars. many, many bars. Um, Brian Bars Do you? <laughs> <laughs> do you? Uh, like, aside from releasing the music, though, do you get as much out of the creation process as sharing it with other people? It's weird. Like, I think at one point, I was I was really excited about like playing shows and sharing music and like excited to release shit. And I, I was obviously excited about the creation part too, but um, like playing shows with Rufus or with Two Planets or whatever, like really fueled me for a while to, to like be excited. Like that was like when I felt most excited about the music in a way. Other than when I was like writing it, because I get excited when I'm writing it too. Like when I'm really, really like in the flow of writing and I know like. I'm not doubting what I'm writing. You know what I mean? I'm like, oh, that's hot. That's hot. That's hot. You're just like, it's flowing through yeah. you and like just pouring out. Yeah. And it's like, where the fuck is this coming from? Like, um, I think it's just tuning into the right frequency on some, like, that probably sounds like some like hippie bullshit, but I really do think it's, you know. Music is frequency. So I feel like that's a very appropriate thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but now, the, as, as time has gone on, like, with where I'm at now, just. I don't know if my life has changed or if my my direction with the music has changed or what, but like, I mean, I've talked to you about both of you guys about this. I was like, dude, I don't want like I don't even want to like show my fucking face in the video. Like, I don't want pictures of me out there. Like, I don't know. I guess I just feel like I get so annoyed with like these tropes that I see in hip hop, especially and especially at like a level that's where you're like, you know, you haven't reached the pinnacles of success. People who are like trying really hard to blow up and stuff like that. Like there, there are these tropes that are constantly like recycled that I see in like Instagram ads and stuff like that. And it just becomes kind of like a parody of itself. What do you, what do you like recognize as those tropes for? I mean, all of the, all of the things that have been, um, in hip hop for a long time, but like, and that I don't think are 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 bad things um, inherently, but it's like when when they're done in a way that doesn't appreciate the nuance of what's being said. So, like for example, um, the Kendrick song that we were talking about the other day was that you and I that were having that conversation? These walls. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Like so. Kendrick like eloquently and and beautifully basically saying like I had sex with like your wife 
more or less, or your girl, right? Like, yeah. In this song, that's but it's like so po- he he says it without saying it because he he like paints this like beautiful uh, picture through music of like what's going on. You know what I mean? And then and then you see like the your like generic Instagram rapper that is just like flashing a bunch of prop money and is like, I fucked your bitch. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. But then you see the, the long army of dudes that are like doing the exact same thing. And I see, I see dozens of them all the time. And it's like, I don't, I like the, just the contrast between those two things is so stark to me. Like the, like the artistry of saying that very thing in a way that's like well thought out and where the music is, um, composed and arranged to like evoke those feelings and everything else versus just generically saying it because thousands of other people have said it before you and you think like it's hard yeah you something. think it's hard or you think that's like what you should say as a rapper or like whatever else like I just all of that is has gotten to the point like it was already boring on a mainstream level just to see like a lot of people in the game that were just like that we're actually doing shit, say it and do it. Like, I think people were kind of like, people got sick of like the bling era and stuff like that, like in the early 2010s and, and all of that stuff too. Like, but, um, but then to see it trickle down and to see just like random like neighborhood rappers that are, you know, from wherever fucking whatever town wherever in the united states and they're all doing the exact same thing and that and like now there are these tropes that are recycled like chasing the bag and like i fucked your bitch and like everyone's talking about doing the same drugs like i i feel like it's for a, I, I feel like it's just like a justification to be like it's cool that i do xanax because like i rap or whatever like or it's you know it's cool that i um like don't have an appreciation for women as like other human beings that are valuable beyond <laughs> right, their right. what they can offer me sexually or whatever. Like the the tropes are just they've just gotten really annoying to me. So like, and you just question the authenticity in those things. Yeah, and then and then I think like inherently I have to be like, well, now I have to question if I'm questioning the authenticity of other people, then like I have to question the authenticity of myself. And if I'm doing the same thing that these other people are doing in terms of like, uh, like. I mean, every I think everyone probably it's uh, at most levels like does it because they love the culture of hip hop, or you know, but maybe not. Like people are rapping now just because it's a way to become an influencer or whatever. Like, so I don't know. I mean, I, I had to question myself though in turn too because I'm like, damn, am I just another delusional fool that you know thinks that the music that they're making is good and whatever else? So. I mean, I I constantly wrestle. Like, I go back and forth with it because, like you were saying, you're like you were really excited about this music, or whatever. Um, talking about coming over here and me showing you the tracks, but then, on the other hand, I think I had to be excited about the music while I was making it so that I could keep working on it. But then, inherently, there's going to be some times like close to releasing it where I just doubt myself and I'm like, oh fuck, like it's actually coming out now. Like people are actually going to hear this, not just the people that I want to hear it. Yeah. But like now it's out there to be judged yeah. and exactly. And yeah. And all those bag chasing rappers on Instagram that all I the was, ones that you're fucking clowning on exactly. and uh, calling like, out. Yo, fuck you, dude. This shit is soft as fuck. You're a mogul, bro. <laughs> you're a this mogul. Shit is, this shit is soft, son. They don't know, dude. 
Maybe they do know. Maybe they maybe, maybe they, they live. Maybe they songs. live to live. I hey, <laughs> look at it. Look at it closely. That's that's all I ask. That's all I ask. Just look at it closely. Um, <laughs> no, man. I mean, I think to even be in a place though where you are examining that and recognizing that if this is happening there, is it happening with within me? Is is even being on another level with it and and having a different level of consciousness about it which i think is important on its own that you're even thinking about it in that way because a lot of people are just doing their thing and not thinking about any consequence of anything else so yeah i mean um there's a there's an artist that i really like gavin castleton he he actually lives in portland uh and he makes um a lot of cool music but he made a hip-hop album like I want to say in like 2006 or 2007. Is he not uh, typically a hip hop artist? No, he he plays uh, a lot of instruments, but like primarily plays keys and sings. He's put out quite a few different albums, like some kind of pop stuff, and then some stuff that's more like singer songwriter ish and stuff like that. Um, but anyways, he has this line off of um, I forget the name of the song. It's the last song on this album dark age and he says <clears throat> he says uh going to a show makes me want to quit not because i'm not good enough because i love it too much to watch it squirm while its bones get picked and all that i could offer was a bit more traffic i was like damn that that's gavin like, come on the podcast <laughs> <laughs> hit him up dude he's he's sick no that's very cool like, man yeah i don't even think that hip-hop album that he made dark age is on itunes anymore but it was for a minute um that's interesting yeah it's cool it was because that, that was like some really experimental stuff at the time like um and it was just super underground and but it's weird like that's how i feel that's how i feel now to an extent like i'm just like damn when you're like, scrolling through your instagram and seeing madness or just like like doing what i'm do like i don't know because there's a lot of um there's just this vibe that you get when someone's like yeah i rap or whatever like you know what I mean? Like, I think sometimes you think of like the worst, like parodies of the shit that you of the, of the shit that you actually see. Like, like sometimes these dudes on Instagram that I see, thank you. These dudes on Instagram that I see are just, um, it's like it seems like they would be joking. Like, it seems like it's not serious. You know what I mean? Like, but it is. Alex doesn't know this, but in the post, I'm gonna drop in all the names that he's actually talking about. I'm gonna drop them in. Like he doesn't know. Though. <laughs> just put them I'm all not even talking about I'm anyone. Just, I, dude, I'm just. I'm, I'm not even talking about anyone I'm, in, in I'm Portland just, or I'm anything like that. Like for the most part, I'm not even talking about anyone. Like I have a lot of respect for like pretty much everyone who's out here doing and making. That's the other side of it, because I because even those people that I think are clowns, like random fools that I see from wherever on Instagram or wherever else, that are really pushing this, like bag chasing and all this other shit like i don't begrudge them for doing it and i actually appreciate the fact that they're trying to make music and they're like making music and releasing it because i know how hard that is but i just feel like if all we're doing is creating like clones of these rappers that have success like trippy red blows up and then like everyone's like oh yeah like i'm on this style or whatever you know like it just just following the wave yeah like I, the wave yeah i want to see i want to see like people making 
and creating things that are interesting. And then be as loud and crazy as you want to be because if it's actually interesting, like like Trippy Red, Trippy says all that same shit too. Like there's plenty of references to many things that I just mentioned in there that I think are questionable when like whoever does it. But if you do it in an interesting and artistic way like he does, then I'm going to fuck with it. Like I'm not going to begrudge it for it not meeting some imaginary standard I've come up yeah. with. I'm just saying like don't act like it's just the it's the pretending shit. That's what it comes down to. Yeah. I want to I want to hear music that's authentic. So if you're really fucking like making money off of rap and really doing all this shit like great. I want to hear about it, but like if you're not, then I don't want to hear you pretend <laughs> that you are. If you made $60 for your spot last night, you don't want to hear about them chasing Yeah, if, we, if you and I are playing the same shows like I don't want to hear about like how much money you're making off of rap. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Uh it's that's all very interesting and then like Cause like you were talking about like someone chasing the wave. I feel like those people don't usually last though. Like the ones that are just chasing the wave, you know, like they get caught up in that and then there's no like their creativity or um, their drive. I feel like gets exposed after a while. You know, I think that's like why we have one hit wonders because those people weren't the, the people that like really had what it takes to, to for the longevity of stuff, you know, they just got kind of got lucky with one. Peace out, Merc. Yeah, yeah. Uh, everybody say bye to Merc on the podcast. You know, give it a shout. No, Merc. Yeah, on God. Uh, hi- Hindsight twenty twenty. Go cop that new rapper. Stop that. You gotta go peep this shit for real. Like coming straight from like a b boy's perspective. This is like the essence of hip hop through like their truest expression and like I can really see that and relate to that and respect that so like that's some real shit and uh it's gonna be Friday night this week damn he's coming with the plug we about to roll up wise words by that wise words from a young man man. thanks man appreciate you check out the b-boy merc episode it's good good episode later dude um yeah anyway I just feel like that's the reason that we have things like I know you're for different you're talking about that stuff for different reasons, but I think that's the reason that we do have things like one hit wonders because those people for just sure. like didn't really have it, you know. Yeah, for sure. And it, I've even thought about it like, damn, I'd love to be a one hit wonder. Absolutely. Like, <laughs> I mean, that's not <laughs> yeah. a bad place to be. No, I'm like, not. Just, we're just talking about like it would be it'd be awesome to be number forty in the top forty for, exactly. for oh, a couple yeah. hours. Number twenty three, whatever, whatever you need to be. Like I agree with what you're saying too. Like there are people that fizzle out or like whatever and i'm i'm not speaking about this from someone who's like had really any success in music you know what i mean like, no but so it, it's it's not like i'm like like i'm like on the other side of this paradigm i'm just saying that um you just say you feel like you're in the same spot as a lot of these people that are portraying that they are like making some that they're having some financial success exactly in the game, you know? exa- or any sort of success yeah like, you know what i mean yeah. i just like live a real life and have like I'm surround myself and know a lot of people who like don't pretend to about anything that they're doing right like if they're doing something great like usually for one you don't have to talk about it like you just are like hey I'm like like for example the Corgi and Bass show tonight like they're doing some really cool stuff with their how they're releasing their album and like and they have a cool cool following here in Portland yeah, like, like and they've, they've got a lot like, of respect it's you know like they did that show at Omzi the Planetarium uh, show and it's like they're 
they're the only people I really know that are doing stuff like that out here that's like creative and interesting and like shows that, I mean, obviously there are a lot of people that are making great music and there are shows that I want to go to, but I mean, in terms of like how they're branding themselves and, and the type of shows that they're playing and, and sort of how it's being curated and stuff like that, like that to me is really interesting. And obviously I love those dudes just as my friends, but but they're not like, if anyone should be talking, like if, if anyone should be talking about like, you know, sort of like self-congratulatory, the things that they're doing. I feel like it's people like that that are doing really interesting things. And yet those people are always the ones that are just like the most humble in how they go about doing them because they don't have to be loud about it. And so I don't know. So I'm just saying like, I, I don't know. It's, it's just, and these are just, this is just my opinion and no one really like gives a fuck either way, but I just want to see all of the music that I love is is music that feels authentic to me. And all of the hip hop especially that I love is like hip hop music that feels authentic to me. Like I just see kids that are like 16 year old, like white kids that are making, like posting videos on Instagram talking about like they got the chopper on them and stuff like that. And it's like, you clearly don't. Like I just like, I if I'm gonna listen to someone talk about like selling drugs and like carrying guns, I wanna listen to like Griselda, you know what I mean? I want to, I want to listen <laughs> to like sure. Conway. Benny the Butcher. And, exactly. Like yeah. I want to, I want to, like, cause like I don't doubt that those dudes did that and lived that life. And I wouldn't expect them to rap about anything else other than the life that they lived. Like it would be ridiculous if I said anything about like having guns and pulling them on people yeah. or anything like that. Cause I don't live that life. Like the music that people are making that that's relate, that's relatable and, and true is music that is actually reflective of the life that they're living and the feelings that they felt and their emotions and shit like that. Like, you know, I play hockey, I hang out with my friends, I, I like I have a cat, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, I'm, I like to draw, you know, like. Yeah. I, I, I'm not gonna lie. Well. Do I like drugs and fucking excitement and all that other shit too? Yeah, of course, like, but there's no reason for me to, to portray um, anything that I'm not. And I guess that's what it is. It's not that I'm upset that I'm so happy that there are people that are in this like that are making music and making hip hop and in that lane and everything else and like that there are a variety of styles and you know people have different things to say. It's just like I get frustrated because of I don't want it to become like a parody of itself. Like I want people to actually be real with what they're doing. Yeah, I mean, and it kind of goes back I think too to you saying you kind of feel like people look at you weird when you say like oh i'm a rapper like you want to you want to get some of that shit out of the way yeah so people you know don't immediately jump to this like oh are you this this is yeah doing this right right, <laughs> doing right this exactly. bullshit exactly so no, i get that i really don't even tell people honestly when i do it's like yeah it's like with a <laughs> I, I put like a pair. I put like a little prelude to it. You know what I mean? I'm like, I'm a rapper. Like, I don't even say like I'm a rapper. I'm like, yeah, like I make you know this kind of music or whatever. But I'm not. I know and what you're thinking. God, God forbid, <laughs> I'm around when you have to tell them. I have to harass you, you about it. What will you say? Nothing. I just like to like every time you say anything about rapping, I just like to be like, oh, you rap. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I just exactly. like to do that. Um, but you do rap. And uh, Causes does produce dope beats, and we're gonna get into uh, one of the tracks off of Hindsight, the uh, the new record that you should you should definitely check this out. And uh, it is uh, we're gonna play. Are you scared to be alone? This is it. I 
Don't care whose heart that you break Still in love with that thing Booed up with you, booed up with you, booed up with you think I don't care whose heart that you break Still in love with that thing Booed up with you, booed up with you, booed up with you think I don't care whose heart that you break Yeah, still in love with that thing Yeah, booed up with you, booed up with you, booed up with you think I don't care whose heart that you break Yeah, still in love with that thing Yeah, booed up with you, booed up with you, booed up with you think it's like oh no So cold though, my tears could turn into snow I got a feeling to blow Let me be woke, you were the bird, I couldn't cage You were the hand, I couldn't hold This is a note, written on page This is the flame, turning to smoke I don't care whose heart that you break Yeah, still in love with that thing Uh, booed up with you, booed up with you, booed up with you Think I don't care whose heart that you break Yeah, still in love with that thing Uh, booed up with you, booed up with you, booed up with you Think I don't care whose heart that you break Yeah, still in love with that thing And you are my home, letting me know. Whoa, I accept letting you go. You got so distant and strange in the end. Then in an instant, you simply went ghost. Where did you go? I hope that you out here gaining control. Uh, you out here chasing your goals. Yeah, you out here healing your soul. I don't care whose heart that you break. Damn, still in love with that thing. Uh, booed up with you, booed up with you, booed up with you. Think I don't care whose heart that you break. Yeah, still in love with that thing. Set the scene for me as far as uh, heading out to LA to make this record and and kind of the intent behind doing so. Um, well, you know, it's it's pretty apparent listening to the record. There's no real, there's no real hiding it. It's sort of like a record about a relationship ending, you know, like a, a breakup record, you could say. Um, so yeah, so I had that situation happen and um, was kind of having a hard time there for a while and was encouraged by my uh, young cousin to make art about it. Um, so I, 
I kind of was writing a little bit, but I was like, she's right, you know? And then I like, Causes had just released a beat tape right around the same time and sort of it all came together at once. I was like, oh damn, like this is really helping me process through some emotion. So um, I don't remember if the flight, I guess the flight, we booked the flight after I kind of started writing some stuff, but. So had you already been, been writing stuff before, um, like lyrics that are on this record before hearing any of the beats that Causes had produced? No, no, I didn't start. Like, I always just write to the instrumentals. Okay, yeah, yeah. I guess um, I, that's that's what I was alluding to as well. I didn't know if... So when did that, when did that beat tape come out that you dropped last year? The, um... Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, Causes dropped some tapes on 420, um, and I didn't go down to L.A. until June, so, and that was right around the time, like, I was really going through my like kind of just a sadness and depression about this relationship that I had been in for a, f a couple years ending. Um, and so I guess for those few months, you know, from the time those tapes dropped, which three, three out of five of the beats were on that tape. And those were the first three that I wrote. So Bird Season, um, Are You Scared to Be Alone? And no, that was it. It was just those two that were on there. And then Causes sent me um, the voices in your head later. And then we, he produced um, Lapine State Park when we were down in LA uh, from a Gaspar, from the Gaspar drum kit and sample kit that Gaspar put together. Yeah, he sent that down. And we were, it was just gonna be like a, a little beat that we made just with using the kit. And then he ended up writing a, a really good song to it. So it came out pretty cool. Yeah. So yeah, that's, I mean, that was basically it. We went down to LA. Um, I was fortunate enough to have like a really cool and nice apartment to stay in in, in Hollywood right across from Capitol Records uh, for free because of a, a hookup that my buddy was so kind to give us, you know? So we kind of had this like little, nice little pad to record in in LA. And um, I mean, don't get me wrong. I love sleeping on the couch at Cause's Place in Westlake, but this was, this was nice. It was very nice. Like it was very <laughs> inspirational. Like, be like looking at that building and like looking at you know like Hollywood and shit. Like it was a whole different vibe. I think. Yeah, for sure. It, really, it was cool. We really just recorded added. with like the window open and, and looking at Capitol Records. Like, damn, like, this is just like cool. big shits happening over there. Yeah. It had a cool pool on the bottom and stuff. It was pretty. It cool. was a nice pool, but big shit is happening in here too, and they don't even know. Exactly. Um, was that kind of like a nice thing for you to be able to just like go away to a different spot to do that? Mm. Yeah, I loved it. I mean, honestly, um, I, well, I mean, that's kind of what I feel like I want to do from now on, like just have a collection of work ready and just go somewhere and record it. Like, um, because vocal, I mean, in terms of my vocals, like I'm pretty comfortable with the equipment that I have and I have, I have kind of like a kit for at home and then I have a travel kit and I'm getting, you know, similar results on both like usable material. Um, all of the main verses were recorded down there, I think, except maybe one hope over fear was recorded up here. Um, and maybe bird season. No, I don't know. I think just hope over fear was recorded up here. Um, so yeah, I would love to just from now on have a collection of tunes and then be like, all right, I'm going to the beach or, you know, wherever, um, it might be. 
someplace with electricity to record. Yeah. I mean, especially since you're just recording vocals usually. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, so no right. reason not to just kind of do it wherever you want to do it. It's not like you need to be in some supreme room, like right. recording room. I mean, that apartment, like, I barely left that apartment while I was in L.A. Like, I, we, I didn't leave very often. Maybe, like, once a day to do whatever. You know, sometimes we would go to the park or, or whatever with, with Causes and his daughter. But um, for the most part, we were just in, I was in that apartment recording. So it was cool. It was like, yeah, I'm in L.A., but really, I mean, it was just like kind of the scenery out the window changed. Everything else is, you know, the same. It just leaving gives you kind of an excuse to ignore your life and all the shit that you have to do back home. Yeah, like you if can kind of really disappear. When yeah. I can be like, oh, my bad. I didn't, you know, I didn't see your text. Like I was, I was I'm in L.A. Yeah. But like if, but I'm if here, you were here recording yeah. it in your room, you know, you still have your daily stuff that you got to exactly. do or, you know, people can still interrupt that. People will be like, I just saw you at the grocery store. Like I know you're hiding. <laughs> I need you to finish these shirts for me now. Have you guys ever seen Yes Man? With, uh, what's his name? The guy from The Mask, Jim Carrey. Oh, yeah, 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 for sure. Do you remember the, the beginning of it? Try not to cover that mic and people will be able to hear you so oh, much better. My bad. Perfect. All right. You're good. <laughs> the the beginning of that movie when he uh, he's at the Blockbuster or whatever and his homie calls him and he like doesn't answer and then he calls him again. He's talking to him. He's like, I'm just really busy, man. He's like, oh, really? You're busy? Like, what are you doing? And he's like, he's saying he's doing something important, but he's just like at the... <laughs> At the fucking blockbuster, <laughs> and he's like, "Really, dude? I I see you at the at the in in line at the movie place." And he's like, "Oh, that's not me." And he's like, "I can see your mouth moving with like your it matches what you're saying." Yeah. So he starts like moving his mouth and shit in a different way <laughs> and like talking. It's really funny. But yeah. Uh, causes that you heard uh, any of the um, what Alex was gonna lay down on the tracks before uh, that LA trip. I had heard some of it, like, we had gone back and forth, I think, on the phone, or, like, I don't know if we FaceTimed or something like that. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. You guys FaceTimed here? <laughs> he showed me some stuff, but, um, no, it was, it was, a lot of it was new to me, um, for the most part, I think. Like, hearing it, the recording, pro like, hearing him record it uh, was, like, some of the first time I heard some of the verses and stuff. Yeah, is that a cool experience for you to get to kind of hear that with fresh ears then and see what he was? Yeah, definitely. Um, I feel like I was like kind of like, hell yeah, like record this shit, you know? Like I was, I was more motivated for him to do it because it was like fresh to me, and I was just like, yeah, I lay it down, like it sounds so raw, you know? Like so, yeah, it was cool. Yeah, and were you uh, stoked that it was like pretty emotionally driven? Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, like I was saying, like it's it. I think music has to be emotional, has to have some kind of emotion, and I think that like he really brought a lot of emotion to this project. Like, there's a lot of just genuineness, and just like I said, raw. Like, it's just I don't know. It's 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 cool, man. Like, I like the the vibe that he that he brought to this project. Yeah, um, and you you also have some hooks that you sing on the record. Oh, just get, one. Just one? Yeah. And some other ad-libs that, like, kind of happen periodically? Yeah, yeah. yeah, like, in the background of some yeah. of the songs, yeah. Um, which I think, um, what is the track that you sing the hook on? Voices in my head? Yeah. 
I think that like really sets sets the whole tone for the for the song too. That was already on there when he when you sent that to you, Alex. Yeah. So did that really influence what happened lyrically there for you? In a way, yes, it did. Like, you know how um, even when you're like, all right, so like you you know you might go through a breakup and then obviously that's like an emotional uh, it takes an emotional toll. But then you go through all these like ups and downs and like the time afterwards where you're like kind of like discovering and processing things that you're seeing with hindsight really you know what I mean like you're the things that you fucked up like the things that you didn't realize were maybe going on or whatever like whatever it might be right like there's this event that kind of catapults you into like a really deep um self-examination that can be really painful sometimes too that I think like a lot of people go through when they go through uh, a breakup of a long relationship and like you kind of shed a skin in a way you know what I mean there's like some molting going on or whatever um and so I was going through I went through a weekend of just basically some like pretty intense emotions being brought up for a few reasons um and uh then I came home and I was like oh this right like I have this beat from causes he just sent it to me whatever a week or two earlier and it was weird it's like everything clicked in that moment in time for it to come out right on the beat like and that happens a lot like there's a lot of times i'll get a beat and i'm just like wow like i I really fuck with this beat but it doesn't quite unlock you know what i mean until the right moment like i've sat on beats from him for literally years and like just knowing like i'm gonna write on i'm gonna write on the like to this beat at some point and um and it's taken like years to do it and then there's stuff that I've gotten from him where I was like right to it. Yeah. Like an hour after I get it or whatever. I but think I think that's impressive that you're like willing to kind of sit on it and deliver the right thing to it and not just like, well, this is what I'm feeling on this right now and I'm just going to, you know, try to put this out or something. I just feel like it's like it's it's sort of like with cooking, you know what I mean? Like there are certain ingredients that just mix better. Like, you know, Am I gonna mix? Fuck, I don't know. Do like oatmeal and tuna fish? You know, no, I'm not. I'm gonna, I'm gonna maybe wait until I have a little, a little honey and a little peanut butter for that oatmeal, and you know, throw some banana in it or whatever. For you know? sure, you're gonna make sure the pantry's right. Before, exactly. Okay. I may not, I may not have gone to the store. Like maybe the, maybe this is the equivalent of like I had to go to the emotional grocery store and like, fucking, pay for some shit with my with my debit card of karma or whatever it might be. And, yeah. You know, like, and then it's like, okay, now I'm ready to to say what, like, the things that this beat deserves. Because the beat was amazing and Cause's hook was amazing. So it's like, I'm not just going to come in here with, like, some shit that I don't, like, I don't actually feel, you know? Right. So maybe that's what it was. I don't know. But, like, really what these these songs became for me was more like these songs were almost like, uh, as cliche as it sounds, they're almost like a therapy session. Like I could, because each song has its own vibe and like sort of its own feeling. Uh, I almost, I, I wanted to sort of pair them up with the five stages of grief, but they didn't line up linearly for it too. But like, there are definitely songs that are kind of like where the the narrator, which I guess is myself, is like a little bit more in denial about the situation or like is like, you know, 
coming maybe not anger, but coming from like a, a, a sourness or a saltiness. And then times where it's like just acceptance and, you know, wishing that other person the best or whatever it might be. Like, I feel like the, the songs kind of go through those stages as well. So in a way they help me kind of process those stages too. Yeah. Um, I know that was also like one of the reasons you wanted to put this stuff out too, is to hopefully for it to connect with maybe some people going through the same thing, not necessarily to be some like great savior of like, oh, this really, you saved my life, man. <laughs> but I know that was one of the reasons you wanted to do this as, as uh, some folks have done that for you. Right. Does that make you any like less insecure about putting it out? Does that like drive you to be excited to share this with people in a different way? Because this is a like level of vulnerability that you maybe haven't shared on the mic before. Yeah, I mean, in a way, like I, you know, um, I because I think this it's a sad album, but it's also a really hopeful album. So like the message at the you know kind of throughout is not it's I never wanted it to be like a you know sometimes you hear people like make music about their ex or a previous relationship and they're like really um like kind of harsh to that person yeah very one-sided and yeah like you fucked me over fuck you and i like didn't want that to be the case here because honestly like that's not how i i feel about really that person or really any other relationship that i've been in even times where i feel like you know i've been whatever like mistreated or whatever you know like Everyone or think unfair things have happened like to me. Not that I haven't done unfair things myself, but like even in those situations, I can always kind of see like, well, like it makes sense that this person did that for these reasons. Like even if it was something hurtful or whatever. So like, there's just so much nuance in relationships that when music about relationships is really linear and just like you know, um, uninteresting in the sense that they don't explore the the nuances i feel like it's harder to relate to I, like all of you know the new there's so much nuance in a relationship so i feel like music that reflects that has to have a little bit of that too yeah it's just recognition too that the other person doesn't have a voice in these tracks yeah but it's weird because i've listened to this these tracks like trying to listen to them from my perspective but also listen to them from like previous, like I guess her perspective or like other people that I've been in relationships with and realizing that like the things I'm saying could also be things that are like being said to me from their perspective, like things about trust and forgiveness and stuff like that. And like, you know what I mean? So, and it's it's like at the end or on the Lapine State Park song, like the part of the hook is like, you run or I run away, then you run away too. And it's sort of like, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, I mean, I thought a lot about like reciprocity in this album and like that it's not just like one person is the victim and one person is, you know, the aggressor or whatever, or the person who like breaks the other person's heart or whatever. Like in any relationship, there's going to be things that both parties do that are commendable and not commendable. And like, you know, it's, so it's more about processing those feel like those feelings because yeah, like I'm sad or I'm mad or I'm hurt or whatever are good feelings to process, but I feel like there are more interesting things there than just that. Like loving someone that 
broke your heart or like um like missing someone that you know you can never trust again or whatever you know what i mean just like stuff like that that's like really like there's some good material in there just to like mine from it sucks to go through but if you're gonna go through it you may as well get like five songs out of it yeah that, dude absolutely <laughs> you know what i mean like well um, i don't know if you go through that stuff it's uh i think that's a pretty pretty great way to get to process it yeah for sure and, and like and learn from like you're saying and now you kind of have this this thing to like continue to listen to over time with more hindsight yeah hopefully, you know? hopefully i don't have to listen to it like a bunch more times as like a breakup yeah for sad. sure but, but but i think like over time like even some of the stuff that you said on there is just going to continue to make sense to you in different ways yeah, because that's, that's the other cool thing about going through a process like this is you learn so much, you know, like through a relationship ending. Like yeah, dude. You learn, you you become more secure both in like what you want in a partner, but also in like the type of person that you want to be and can be for someone else. You know what I mean? So, um, and then like, so I wrote most of these songs about one relationship that I was in. And then I had a situation occur where I got into like another relationship that, was brief but intense and um ended up writing hope over fear about that that was the first track that we played on the on the episode so my favorite track on the record it's kind of like it's part of the same collection of songs in the sense that i guess that 2009 was (laughs) kind of like a year full of heartbreak for me but um but it's not really like about it's not about the same the same situ direct situation which is cool because when i listen because when i had that experience of like sort of being like sad again and in my feelings again about a relationship ending. Like I went back and listened to these songs and this was before Neil had mixed them or anything. Like they were kind of just, it was a few months after recording them. They're kind of just sitting there and I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do with them. And I listened to them again with like, I don't know, this sort of like the situation was different, but I listened to them again, still all sad and stuff. And like, they were just as impactful to me, if not more impactful. And that's when I realized like this album really isn't about like any one person or one relationship. It's just like character A and character B are together and then they break up and like character A is communicating to character B like their feelings and vice versa. Like it's not about like, that's what, that's when I got excited to release it. Cause it's like, Oh, this isn't about like me and her. This is about like any relationship of any gender or whatever, you know what I mean? That's a romantic relationship. It's un- it's very universal. And I specifically try not to say like him and her and she and stuff like that on the album. Like I think like I use a gendered term like maybe like one time. Like and that was not to, when you said bitch. I'm, no, just, I'm, kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I do not say that on this album. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, not, not on this one. <laughs> what I said kidding. is I fucked your bitch. <laughs> Shortly after I secured the bag. No. I'm- <laughs> <laughs> I don't Damn, live to because you don't live. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I don't know. Yeah, that stuff is all, all very much there. Like you did a great job of that. Thank you. And I, I think that goes back to you know, creating an an artistry to that, to even like having that thought process and and leaving some mystery, even though, you know, it's very clear that like people's hearts have been broken <laughs> and it's a it's a like very heavy emotionally, but. Yeah. You don't ever really know whom is who or yeah. whatever, it you know, and it could talking. be, it, it's just, 
I think very fitting probably for a lot of people will get that that feeling out of it that it can represent almost any relationship that maybe has gone bad or not stood the test of time or something like that. I mean, that's the dope thing about music. Like, I mean, if you if you wake up in the morning, you're gonna get in the same color car every day, right? Like, you're gonna, if you have a red car, you're gonna drive a red car to the work work or the gym or whatever every day. But like, you know, you might wear similar clothes every day. But music, in the in the in a sense, is like it's like putting on a vibe. Like it's like it's like a this is maybe a bad analogy, but it shapes your mood and your day so heavily i feel like it sets um, the tone yeah for sure like like it's your, yeah it's the soundtrack to your, your fucking life exactly so it's so coming from a place of someone who was like heartbroken but found like growth and hope in that situation and knowing so that like nearly everyone who lives will experience the exact same thing in some capacity um at some point it just when I finally realized, like, oh, this is not just about like my situation. This is this is applicable. Like these feelings are applicable to other people, and like they may be able to relate with this for some reason. I got really excited because I was like, damn, like this is, this could be like the theme song for the Broken Hearts Club or whatever. Like you know what I mean? Like I want someone to feel to listen to this. I want someone to listen to Hope Over Fear and like actually feel hopeful and. I was I sent the um record to my friend the other day and she was listening to it with a friend and she's like, Yeah, my friend just like broke up with his girlfriend or whatever and they were listening to it together. They hadn't heard it before. Um in fact, this was someone I recently had to tell them with like the disclaimer that I was a rapper and stuff like that. So <laughs> she was hearing some of my stuff for the first time and she's like, Yeah, you know, like she said it, you know, like it was really impactful to them and, and they had like listen to hope over fear and we're crying and stuff. And I was like, damn, like that to me was just, it, it meant a lot because I was like, okay, so this is someone who like basically the music was sort of made for that's listening to it at the time when I wanted them to listen to it. Like, and it's helping them process through some emotions. So that to me is amazing. Like more so than whatever else, you know, may or may not, happen with this whether we play it live a lot or or whatever like whether it's people listen to it for a couple weeks and then if you know fades into soundcloud obscurity like all of that is is sort of a non-issue but if people that are going through a situation um that's difficult and painful can find even just like a voice of hey like you know you're heard or or there's someone else with you on this like then i'm happy it was worth it. Yeah, man. It is, uh, it's heavy. It's, uh, but I do think that there's like a lot of hope that exists in it. And I've had the unique experience to have listened to it with two very different perspectives of my own. Mm -hmm. And like when I first heard these songs, um, <laughs> I was just involved in some sort of like cloud nine shit. Mm -hmm. And like maybe, you know, this goes back to it being universal is I would listen to that and maybe apply those tracks to like a different relationship. And then quickly. <laughs> <laughs> it's always too quick. Yeah, you and I, you and I, I feel like have, have experienced some, some very similar stuff around this very similar time the last couple of months and yeah. just kind of been going through it together. And 
and now it's like now this record couldn't be like at a better time for I me made it to for drop you, you know I made like, it for you and and it's uh it's very valuable to me right now and so i appreciate it as well as your uh your friendship dude you've thank been you. thank you like you called me last week just to like check in and see how i was doing <laughs> maybe even if it was just because you also wanted the talking shit but like it was just like very i don't know i just found it like very thoughtful for you to just be like hey man i know you're going through some shit <laughs> like you need to say anything about it also i think i just figured out that this record is uh for everyone <laughs> and i was like yeah it is yeah. <laughs> Thanks, man. So. I, no, I really value your friendship too. Um, I, it's important to check in on your friends. We we find that out um, the hard way sometimes. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Like, so yeah, it's good. You know, if you have friends and and people around you that you care about and that care about you, you know, check in on them from time to time. It's important. Absolutely. Um, more on the production end, causes. How do you were you stoked to hear what? Neil Von Talley did with with the the mixing of of the album. Yeah, man, <clears throat> he did an amazing job. Um, yeah, it sounds phenomenal. <laughs> had you it's gone crazy. like and had some outside mixing done to what you have done in the past, or are you usually mixing down your own stuff? Um, I usually mix down most of my stuff. Um, we got the last project mixed by his friend. Uh, that was about it. So, yeah, so this is the first. Uh, I think big thing that we've done that's good. I, I don't know i feel like he did like industry standard like mixing, yeah man. So i'm like holy shit like, i was really stoked that that neil did this this project me too um he's yeah he's unreal at what he does and, yeah and like you said he just does it like to such a high level yeah man it, it's like you know when you sit there and you make the music like you you kind of even what, it, however it may sound in the moment, you kind of have this vision for it, you know, and you're like, "This is what I want it to be," and like he did that, like <laughs> he got that done, like yeah, dude, it was crazy. Is it is it nice for you to get to remove yourself from that process too, and just kind of like, yeah, yo, these are my ideas, these are like the bones of the song, and and uh, get to hear someone like what someone else's ears have for that. Yeah, I, I actually I like it a lot. Um, I feel like he brought out a lot of stuff that like I wouldn't even even thought of because I I get so frustrated and stressed when I'm trying to do it like I'm like not really and it takes away from my creativeness I guess you know just I don't know I I like I like making beats like you know what I mean like I like just making new shit all the time and like just kind of that's my expression you know like how I, I might feel that day or whatever yeah like, I, now sometimes like I used to make beats every day. Um, I don't make beats every day anymore because like I, I just feel like sometimes I'm just trying to get them out, just trying to crank them out, and it's just like, why am I like forcing these things out? You know what I mean? So like now I just kind of do it when I really feel like I need to do it. So it's yeah, it's like, I'm a little more selective with my my beat making, but. Yeah, but the beat making is where it's at for you. You don't find like so much more like creative expression in the mixing of like. I do. I I find a lot of like creative expression, um, especially when it. Like I feel like this album needed, like, the right touch. You know what I mean? Like, I I like doing like, other like projects that are like more. 
short and stuff like more like simpler like you know one vocal one channel two channels maybe whatever but this had a lot to it like there's a lot a lot of textures a lot of things that you had to get right and i just feel like it I, it was just better in somebody else's hands yeah i, I just I, I i liked making the beats i loved making the beats i liked working with him on a lot of the stuff um and i feel like giving it to somebody else is just perfect situation for me right on <laughs> well it seemed to work out yeah because neil crushed it you guys crushed it i'm pretty stoked about it i think that i've sent it to a few people and they've like been about it i've sent it to i know a couple people that have listened to it that had heard alex rap on other things and um seem to be pleasantly surprised in a different way about this stuff so i think it, i think it like really hits a it hits a different thing that's good. That's so good. I'm pumped about it, and I encourage people to uh, to check this thing out, especially if you're you know maybe you're going through some stuff. You need okay. you need to uh, you need need to hear some insightful words, have some hindsight on the situation. Hindsight, baby. <laughs> hindsight. Um, yeah, you got anything you want to you want to close out on? Um, it was just a thought I had, kind of following up on what we were we were just discussing about. Um, you know, sort of how the album was made and then and then sort of discovering that, you know, it was applicable to other people and and kind of having a moment of realization for myself where I'm like, you know, I think part of the reason why I'm nervous to put it out is like, I don't feel the way that I felt about things like when I made this record anymore. Like I'm not like super sad. I'm not going through like a period of depression right now. I feel like I just kind of got out of one, you know? Yeah. And, um, and maybe that's part of the reason why I'm just like, oh, you know, like, I don't know if, if people are going to fuck with this or whatever. So um, I don't know. I, I guess part of the process of of releasing music is always a little nerve wracking to me in a sense. And um, hopefully people will listen to this project with, I don't know, an open mind and kind of a, like an open heart, I guess, and whatever. Yeah, man. That's my hope. Hopefully people fuck with it, and hopefully people, it helps people process through some things if they're going through it. And uh, I hope they let you know so you can get some validation cool. in your yeah, life. Yeah, hit me up. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, man, the vulnerability of all of it is, like, very much appreciated. I think it'll hit for people for sure, and uh, it's definitely hit for me. And uh, appreciate just your openness about all the, all the stuff, too, for sure. Thank you. It's, thanks. Thanks for having us on again. On back in action. You yeah, know. I had it. Um, but I'm dipping. Oh, the great thing is I can dip. I can drop it and like immediately leave the country. Oh and yeah, you're just gonna you're gonna put this out and then you're gonna go to Colombia. Yeah, for for a month so that I can like avoid the fallout. <laughs> the what, fallout. What do you yeah. think is gonna happen here? People are just gonna be like, it's, it's trash. He's chasing the bag. He's chasing. The, he's, 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 he didn't see. Honestly, I didn't secure the bag. I was at the gym the other day, and someone stole my toilet juice bag. <laughs> and I was like, "Fuck! That's what happens when you don't secure the bag. Oh. Your expensive lotion gets stolen." Um, should we play it out with voices? We could. I mean, that one's like the. I feel like that's like the saddest of the sad tracks on the project. So if 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 you want to go out on a a particularly Sad boy. I mean, we can play it out however you want. Well, there's only five songs. You've already played two. So, I mean, you know, maybe voices is the way to go. And we get to your causes. Yeah, let's do that. Okay. 
<laughs> um, cool. We'll play it out with that. And um, we end every episode of the podcast with the guest of the show saying the tagline, which is, it's a program. So if we get the... Uh, I've said it so many times, I feel like Kazus should just say it solo. Can we? Yeah. Oh, I'm, no way. Yeah. You're, you're the star of the show. I'm not the, I'm not the star. What do you mean? <laughs> you got to say Dan, it. It's the Dan Cable presents. No, podcast. don't do that. He's the don't star. Don't do that. I, no, please don't do that. <laughs> this is the whole point is I don't want to be the star. On the count of three? You go ahead and say it. Oh, no. I said everybody on the count of three. Oh, we're all going to do it. What is it? What is it? It's a program. It's, it's like. A, it's a program? You got it. It's, okay. it's a program. I already said it then. Just say it. I just said it. Say it again. What'd you say? It's a program. He did it. He okay, nailed it, everybody. Beautiful. That's it. That's uh, causes. <laughs> and Alexander McKenzie, uh, thanks for hanging. Definitely check out this record. I'll put all the links uh, to both of you guys as well as uh, a link to uh, the record in the episode notes so people can follow along. And uh, Voices in My Head, is that, what, what's, that's the uh, official title of it, right? Yeah. I just get the, uh, the Google titles. So, you get the Google you know, I get the Google Drive <laughs> titles. So. Uh, This is Voices in My Head off of the Hindsight record. And uh, that's the Jelly Jams. We'll catch you on the flip side. Portland. By the light of your eyes and your lies are so appealing Self-made massacres Oh yeah, I was made for this Put that shit on everything I miss The biggest strength that I possess Yeah, I'm getting high again So much shit, where do I begin? I got voices in my head again I've been waking up feeling dead, yeah Yeah.
stress or use resentment Swooping through all the past tense into the present And who could guess that our last kiss would be frenetic With dry grass and a matchstick to disconnect it Said it, meant it, and where did you go? Got the same old friends and they've been letting me know On those nights I stayed home, sometimes you crept on the low And when the game goes over time, who's getting a goal? All the messages and pressures been upsetting the flow Now the blessings that I'm stacking up like settling snow In my heart I know I'm better off just letting you go Through all the fractures and the cardiac depression and growth Old hopes, new robes, the thoughts of the insomniac Putting time into grinding is where you find me at Welling up in your eyes and you had to lie In fact, you was going all behind my back Just like a chiropractor Remember all of your stories about the Pontiac And whipping through those Michigan winters To fill the time you had Finally found your horizon, I ain't been writing back Asking if I want to explain it You can't rewind the track South made Mexican Oh yeah, I was made for this But that shit on everything I miss Biggest track that I possess Yeah It's a program. It's a program. It's a program.